What drives the minds at Geistlich Pharma to top performance in regeneration? In the first Geistlich podcast, All Ears on Regeneration, Chief Scientific Officer Dr. Mark Spilker discusses this with Dr. Marco Zeltner. In Episode 3, learn how we ensure that science remains the catalyst behind all the developments at Geistlich and why our solutions are increasingly of such interest to GPs. A lot of your materials are used by specialists, but there are way more GPs in the dental world. What is your strategy regarding your, your customers? Are you focusing more on the specialists or more on the GPs in the future? Do you have some kind of strategy related to this topic? As, as you mentioned, today our current products are very popular and widely used with the specialists. And we continue to focus to ensure that the specialists will have leading edge technologies that are related to what Geislick has today and the next generations. But with that said, you also mentioned that the GPs are doing quite a few procedures. And in that context, ridge preservation for the future of Geislick is one of these areas where we really think we can provide solutions for the GPs that give the same trusted biological response that the specialists are attracted to. But as I mentioned during the first introductory question, really trying to find a solution that makes the procedure as simple and convenient as possible for the GP so that this can be incorporated into their routine daily practice. And ridge preservation clearly is the area where we think we can contribute. I think th this is very important. As you know, I'm a Geislich user too. And what I like about the companies that they, they're not just selling the products itself, but other than that, also some concepts. So you have like uh, some products uh, which come uh, with another one, especially for, for one indication. Can you tell us a little more about, about this? Is it the way we have to go to bring like the concepts to your customers or? Yeah, and this, this is one of the unique tie-ins that is inherently a part of the Geislick approach. As I mentioned very, very early, Geislick performs quite a bit of downstream testing of how these products are used in the clinic. Different techniques, different anatomical sites, different approaches. A company cannot learn about how the trade-offs work for different materials in different applications with different techniques unless they perform real good clinical science and, and gather the data. So the good news is this is something that is in, inherent with Geislick. Now, in the future, we see more and more emerging techniques and more minimally invasive approaches. And the ability of Geislick to not only determine whether or not our current materials match with those techniques, but also to modify our materials and provide the same biological response but in a form that can be used with these techniques, that is another aspect of the, the future of where we're headed. So I'm, I'm really glad you bring that up because you can't learn how it works without gathering the outcome data, long-term outcome data clinically when the materials are used in these different anatomies and with different techniques. So that's a key. 
Yeah, and another point is that for me, I, I feel very safe when I when I use your materials because, as you said, you you're performing a lot of research and it's very well documented. All your materials are very well uh, documented uh, scientifically. This is the way you will continue also with your new developments. For sure, this is again always a part of the plan. So all of the new technologies that we have in our pipeline also come along with a plan where we will roll them out in various clinical settings. I'm asking a little bit also because each product has its price. So maybe you can reduce, let's say, the price if you say, okay, don't spend too much money on proving that your materials, they work from a scientific point of view. Yeah, and that is a trade-off that other companies have made. So uh, many companies have lower priced products, but again, if a dentist for their patients wants to choose a material that is so well characterized and has the predictability, then funding this type of clinical science is something that Geislich has always done. And, and we pride ourselves on being able to offer that. What is your favorite product? My favorite product today is FibroGuide. Why? FibroGuide is an innovative technology that, that really has no equal. The idea that Geislich has created a long-term volume-stable material for soft tissue is is really a pioneering act. And this is coming from a person who has spent my entire career trying to create, frankly, collagen-based materials that do exactly what, what FiberGuide does. I have tried and not succeeded in my past efforts as a scientist, and I was also very happy to come to Geislich to see that Geislich has created something that does exactly that. But where is the research in your company now leading to? Is it you mentioned like the modification of existing products? Is it more this way, or is it more like the development of new materials? It's it's a little bit of both. And if you look at FiberGuide, how do as you an decide? Example, yeah, that's it's always complex. We have many ways that we can modify our materials. If you look at BioGuide, you look at Mucograft, and you look at FiberGuide. All of them have a basis in this collagen science and the collagen material, but we modify the properties for different applications. And most of the decision comes from performing preclinical research in animal models. And if we try a material for a different indication, if we see a promising result, of course, this is something that we can pursue. It also depends on the indications in which it'll work. Can you give us an idea how the development works of a new material, also about the time it takes? So this is very interesting for the users, because sometimes I think that people, they, they, they do not realize how much effort is made for a, for a new material or even a modification of an existing material. Yeah, so maybe I could walk through uh, two quick examples. FiberGuide, of course, is a new material based in collagen, but with our cross-linking needed to have a biocompatibility assessment and then also significant testing in animal models and then 
proof in the clinical application. And so uh, you is, start with, with uh, a high number of prototypes, I guess. Correct. And each of those have to be screened, and of course, many of them fail. Geislick is extremely careful and has a very high bar with regard to safety and performance. So even after we worked through the, the large number of prototypes and we came to a final prototype, that final prototype also had to go through significant clinical testing, which, which we performed in a number of sites. If I could give a, another example, if you think about hard tissue, hard tissue, of course, also needs long-term studies. You cannot perform a simple animal model and look at a result after six months and believe that we are going to achieve volume preservation of hard tissue for a long-term period. So many of these studies, especially in hard tissues, you have to do preclinical studies that will have duration of six, 12, or even more months for the outcome. And when you test multiple prototypes, of course, this, this takes quite a bit of time. But uh, Geislich has been successful bringing out the, the new technologies, given the fact that it does take quite a bit of time to characterize. Yeah, but to give the audience an idea, FiberGuide was launched a few years ago. Recently, I would say, when did you start developing it? Let's just say that this is roughly a 10-year process. Ten and years. We, we do have opportunities, and we are trying to accelerate that process. And I do believe that some of the technologies we have in the pipeline will be closer to five than a 10-year development cycle. Um, but the proof will be in the pudding, and hopefully we'll bring some new technologies out in the next, next few years. And how do you decide if you if you should continue with the material then? I mean, uh, the worst thing that can happen is that if when you go to clinical testing, it doesn't show the good results. And this is a pretty tough decision at some points in the development stage, no? The predictability of the animal models, even though it's not perfect, if you use the appropriate animal models, the predictability is pretty good, especially when you talk about hard tissue products. So performing a pivotal study in a dog model for dental products is a reasonably good predictor. So having technologies that don't succeed in the clinic when they have succeeded in the dog model, this is not, not the usual case. You're listening to All Ears on Regeneration, a podcast from Geistlich Pharma. In the next episode, we look at Geistlich's vision and where the focus lies for the future. Find all episodes on geistlich-pharma.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.